Hello, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Tax season is upon us. Did you know that 47% of Americans are planning to use their tax refunds for everyday expenses, home improvements, and vacations? What if you used your tax refund for a new home instead? Again, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Your tax refund can be used towards down payment, closing costs, or paying down existing debt to help get approved. So before you spend that tax refund, let's get together and see how to best utilize those funds to invest in your future and your new home. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. Again, that's 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisitions, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Jerry, round two. Round two. Finally. And I hear you great. So let's hope that whatever glitch it was is gone and Absolutely. Everybody can hear us just fine. I am just a hair. There we go. Um, so bad news is we're not drinking wine. We won't go into it again, but the wine we bought two bottles, same winery, and either they were on the shelf too long or they're just terrible. So no wine for us tonight. Boo. Yep. I agree. It was (laughs) not good. It was not good. Yeah. If you have a wine suggestion that is something that would be wonderfully cold, sweet red. There you go. Where would they send that to us, Jerry? Well, they have a couple of ways. They can email us at newsworthywithstevenjerry at gmail.com. They can also text us. Our text number is area code 540-709-1318. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Double, for the feedback. We're glad Jerry's voice is back. I didn't want to dominate the whole conversation today. We need to hear your truthfulness. That's not the Facts. word I was going to use. That's not the word. And as you all can hear, um, Ramona's barking in the back. Um, yeah. She's happy that she can hear me as well. No, no, no. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I'll ask. I'll bet she agrees with me. Uh, she'd be the only one, for real. Most people in the world don't agree with you. And most people don't get their facts anymore from the place that you get your facts anymore. Which is a good thing for them, I think. Or is it that I get my facts? Oh, from mainstream media. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you get yours where? My gut. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm one of the first to say that I really do not like and do not trust mainstream media, but... When compared to your gut, I'll take mainstream media every time. Well, then that, that's where you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, we fixed the email, Mochi. Uh, we did. 
Um, we fixed the email. Yeah, there was a she had sent an email that she wanted to you specifically, and she wanted to make sure you got to see it. You haven't yet because I couldn't get into it, but we've got that fixed. That I'm gonna get to that email straight away. That way you can. I'm scared. Well, you should be. It's from a good, reliable source yeah. that uh, has feet. No, and as it, I recall, was one of the early instigators in sending. No, no, no. Picks. It actually says in the subject, not feet picks. Okay. So, I mean, that's what it has to be, right? Yeah. Okay. We will assume so. Listen, hey, you're talking about my gut. You know, ninety-seven percent of the world is kind of stupid. I'm really glad I'm in the other five percent. <laughs> yep, I am. Uh... Not surprised. <laughs> I even switched up my dad joke. You can't be like, oh. You with oh, numbers. I summed it up well the other day, right? You remember? You're one of those that uh, when the canoe is stuck in the tree with its headlights on, how many pancakes does it take to get to the moon? Yeah. And, uh, when I first told you and Robin that, your answer immediately with no hesitation at all. 21. 21, why? Well, 22 would obviously be way too many. <laughs> exactly. Duh. I mean, I don't understand why why you doubt me sometimes, Jerry. I know we're talking about getting rid of the recipe of the week, but uh, as we did in version one before we had to restart, I'm going to give probably the last one. I think it uh, is important enough. It deserves it. And, you know, the, the great part is it's so good. It's, it's even better the second time around. You'll have to admit. Himalayan rabbits, too. A crazy name, I know. And many of you are probably wondering where you can find Himalayan rabbit. Well, I would suggest you get yours where we got ours. We found Himalayan on the road. <laughs> Just as bad as it was no, the first time. Even better. No. Even better. No. If that's possible. I'm not sure it's possible, but mm. if so. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Mm. Have you ever had rabbit? Uh, don't laugh at that. Have you ever had rabbit? I'm what? sure the answer is probably no, but have you ever uh, had rabbit? I have not that I'm aware of. I know I'm joking. Say I'm going to pull that stuff on you. I would never do that. Other people, maybe, but I wouldn't. Yeah, no. You would do it to other people, just no, not me? I've never done that to anyone. Oh, good. Uh, Jerry's one of those people down in, is it Somerset? They have the uh, wild game yep. banquet Banquet that you can. I believe it's Victory Baptist Church. Yeah. I, they stopped doing it during COVID. I don't know if they've restarted. But for several years, I think it was Victory Baptist Church in Somerset, Kentucky, once a year at a wild game banquet. Folks, I've eaten, you name it, kangaroo, alligator. Uh, the only thing that I was ever afraid to eat was they have a mystery stew at the door. And they have this little tiny cup. And when you come in, they ask you if you are willing to try it. If so, they give you a little tiny cup. You eat it, and not until almost the end of the night do they tell you what the meat is from, what animal the meat's from. And uh, the reason I've never tried it is the first time that I came in, they didn't ask me, or if they did, I didn't hear it. Uh, 
at the end of the night, they announced what the mystery meat was. And it was coyote. After that, there's no way. There's no way in the world I would ever again try mystery stew after the first one was coyote. So, yeah. But I have had, you name it, I mean, from, you know, elk and moose and things like that that I'd never had an opportunity to have. But when you get into the kangaroo and, and alligator and many things that normally you never have a chance to eat, it's, if you ever get a chance, I certainly recommend it. No, thank Wild you. Wild game bank. I, I prefer not to, thank you. But uh, I'm glad you enjoy that kind of stuff. Ever as I'll be apocalypse, I'm in and I'll eat whatever I have to eat to survive. Until the last Kroger or Save-A-Lot closes, I'm on a no-thank-you band. Thank you so much. What do you do then? What? When the last Kroger closes. Then I start eating kangaroo <laughs> and, and coyotes and bugs and whatever I got to eat to survive. I know you far better. What? You, you think I'm just going to starve to death? Yes. No way. You will not. Dude, you won't eat venison. You what? won't eat rabbit. So when we start talking about the crazy stuff, yeah, I don't ever see you doing that. I had horseradish sauce tonight for just a yum yum. That's my point exactly. Just so you know. Steve tonight, by the way, kudos. Very proud of you. He ate one of the wildest, craziest things he's ever had in his life last night, and that was horseradish. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the wildest, craziest things. Oh, man. So it was not? Then what no. would be? What? What would be? What, one of the wildest and craziest things I've had Every here recently? Ever. No, ever. Ever? Ever. If horseradish wasn't it. Well, I've had buffalo. Okay. Um, That's pretty wild, huh? Had frog I had really? escargot. I had escargot. Literally, I ate snails, Jerry. So don't tell me I can't eat. How many survive. snails did you eat? How Two. Many? Oh, did you really? Okay. Yeah, I had one. Tried it, squished it around. It was really rubbery. Taste tasted salty. a whole lot like a rubbery, salty mushroom. Is what it tasted like. And I was like, "That can't be right." So I got a big drink of water and I ate another one, and it was <laughs> identically as nasty yeah. as the first one. <laughs> I just don't think they have a lot of taste. Well, see, that's because you're weird. I'm not saying I like them. I just don't think they have a lot of taste. There's nothing wrong with being picky. And I don't call it being a picky eater. I call it being a connoisseur of good stuff. Why waste my time with them? I call the, it being a connoisseur of one of the 10 approved list items why, on the list. Why would I waste my time with the beneath me foods? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry. There's a lot going on in the news this week. And since our show is called Newsworthy, we probably ought to get into it. You know, and we should really try to get back to our roots and decide if each of these are newsworthy or not, which we so often forget to do. Yeah, well, you know, that's your fault. That's what I'm going to say. You can't be perfect all the time, right? Exactly. Me and my stack of papers here. Yeah, I saw it. Um, it was just so bad, Mochi, that I didn't want to even bother. Mochi sent a joke. Mochi said she saw mine the other day. Just couldn't get a word out of him. <laughs> That's good. I what? Like that one. No, that was terrible. That was a good joke. That was terrible. Okay. Don't encourage this terrible behavior, Jerry. Better than... Never mind. Better than what? Go ahead. I won't even say, say it. Say it. Better than that nasty wine, for sure. 
So I can't disagree with that. That hey, stuff was not right. Yeah, there was something wrong. I think it's just been there too long. It was on the shelf too long. Just it was not good. Because I've actually had that brand before, and it's very good. It's sweet, and it's I hadn't had those particular flavors. But um, that's the weird part is you got it from one of the larger liquor stores here in town. I would have thought they would have done a decent job rotating product, and it was two different bottles, same brand. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're not going to say their name. Uh, they are a local winery, and we certainly wish them the best. But, uh, you know, not not everyone has the same taste in wine that you and I. There's some of these people, and, and it's really simple to tell usually who the wines that you and I would not like. If you look at all the uh, the wine reviews, what most people haven't figured out is wine reviews are like golf. Lower scores are better. <laughs> they, most of these silly people think that the higher scores, you know, they're, they're like, you know, this one's an 89. This one's a 93, 94. And turns out the wines that you and I love, they're like a 14. So apparently it's golf score. Lower is better. So where do you want to start with the news this week? I mean. My turn to go first? I mean, it, it doesn't well, really matter. Huh? And it's not it just, I want to get your take on uh, okay. a couple of political announcements as far as 2024. Okay. Diane Feinstein, I'm sure you heard, is announced she will not be seeking re-election. That's good. She's 176. I agree. I was listening to uh, some comedian. The name will come to me in a minute. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> but anyway, she's yes, talking about yes, that. We have a minimum age requirement for politics, and we should absolutely have a maximum. We just should. She was naming several people, and she mentioned Trump. She mentioned Biden. She mentioned Feinstein. And, uh, and she was comparing it to her parents. And she was like, you know, I love my parents dearly, but once they got around 80, somewhere around there, I begin to notice huge differences in the way they think, the way they process stuff and all that. And she was saying that we, we should have a maximum age. I think that's a very good idea. But anyway, Diane Feinstein has announced she will not be running for re-election. Nikki Haley has announced that she will be running for president in 2024. She is the first serious uh, person who, who's going to run against Donald Trump. And I say serious, meaning that she has a legitimate chance. Small she's experienced, it might be. at least, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's a former governor of South Carolina, former, what was she? Uh, ambassador to the UN, I think. Ambassador to the United Nations, yeah. foreign, foreign policy experience. I actually like Nikki Haley. I, mm -hmm. I, I, vote I, for can't, her. I can't say anything bad about her. Now, she was, uh, um, I've always appreciated her as a candidate. When she ran the last time, she had some real financial issues getting getting donations to get her campaign off the ground. Um, I don't know how what she's done in the the time since ambassador to the united nations maybe um, a little more name recognition yeah. before that her only claim to fame was on the state level right uh so yeah hopefully it's helped her i, I like nikki haley that's good um i like her i like tulsi gabbard uh has tulsi said she's running no not yet but she's she's doing the circuit on yep. all the talk shows so that's a, usually a precursor um to gauge yep you know, interest. Um, 
Mike Pence was doing that too, and I, apparently he didn't get the feelies, the touchy feelies that he wanted, so he decided not to run. He didn't. Fight. Really, I hadn't yeah. heard that. I've heard that he's not going to run this year. He's or, announced that. I, that I've heard that he's not going. I haven't heard that he's announced. I've heard okay. from inside sources that he's not going to run. Well, that's not heard they expected him to toss his head in the ring. Yeah, and he was doing all the things to make that happen. He was, but um, and I think a lot of Mike Pence. I would like to see him run. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he Mike Pence shares a lot of similarities to me that Ben Carson did. I just a damn decent fellow in a pig swallow a pig pen of a of a disaster but the difference between those two is pence has the resume carson didn't sure sure i mean you know i i like ben carson a lot yeah he had never held political office if i'm not mistaken uh when he was running he was a, a doctor a surgeon and he didn't have the political resume that mike pence certainly does I, yeah i hope pence does run I, I wouldn't disagree. Now, have you heard some of the people that are lining up to take Weinstein's spot? Yes, several. Barbara Lee. Adam Schiff. Both of those people are seven. I can't, first of all, Adam Schiff is one of the very few people in this world. And this is probably going to be terrible for me to say it. But if I was walking on the sidewalk and he was arm's no, length don't, away don't from say me, don't, say, don't go there. Sinking in a pit don't go there. of quicksand <laughs> with snakes all around him. I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way very hard to help. Him. Studies available on prolific. What the heck was that? <laughs> What's I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> what the heck was that? No, I would definitely help him. Uh I would hope so. Uh, I would definitely help him, but uh, I would not. Uh, I, I just don't like Adam Schiff. Wouldn't have all. a smile on your face when you did it. No. And here's the point. He'll probably win it. He certainly, he has won House of Representative race several times. He's definitely the best known of any of them that has said that they're going to run. So, yeah, I, I, he's got to be one of the favorites. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Mochi and Double think that that is the government zeroing in on us to, uh, because we're saying things that they don't like. We've gotten a little too popular and Maybe. starting to watch. Huh? I mean, we are cruising, just just so we know, we are cruising toward, uh, you know, a big milestone. I don't want to announce it. We are. Um, it's a few weeks off. But um, we're going to hit a big milestone. We're going to have to do something awesome for that. Um, and then uh, I, I just can't wrap my head around the number of countries that just this month alone we've we've gotten regular downloads from. It's it's really I mean we don't do that anymore. We don't cover the numbers, but it's just mind blowing when you look and you scroll through and you have to scroll a couple of pages of all the countries that newsworthy from central Kentucky is putting up. I just, it blows me away. Clay's actually going to be on later this month. I think, well, the month of March, he's, he's been really busy this month. He, in, in his business, the super bowl is, is big time. It's like black Friday for retail people. Um, so he's been really, really busy. He, and when he comes on, we're going to have a really 
interesting topic because um, there is a steady drumbeat going on right now um, about secession. Um, and that's what we're going to be covering when Clay comes on. Because the girl was in the news supporting it just the other day, I saw. Who? MTG. Margie Taylor Green. Yeah, and you know, I she's a little quackers a but little. i, I kind of i really like her moxie i maybe i'm just a little, little crazy. I, but, the woman is certifiably nuts no yeah we just yeah. have to disagree yeah Agreed she is disagree. the woman who was uh had the theory about the uh jewish lasers in space remember yeah she's nuts <laughs> certifiably okay yeah, yeah. Ah. q on co-founder what? QAnon co-founder, probably. <sighs> no one's ever said who is or is not founders, but I've, every other word out of her mouth is another QAnon theory. Well, she's entitled to her beliefs. Sure. What's the old saying? No matter how crazy they might be. Well, sure. The people who voted for her love her, so she's going to be reelected. I mean, what's the difference between somebody like that and somebody like Mitch McConnell, who is the... I mean, Kind of adds a little interest, at least, to make it worthwhile. The difference is Mitch McConnell is not out here spouting a bunch of totally absurd theories that has no basis in reality. That's true. But we're going to have, well, that's not true. Name one that he's. Mitch McConnell is a big war hawk that is pushing us into World War III. And I, we're going to talk Name about that in a little bit. One theory that Mitch McConnell has espoused that has no basis in reality. Uh, the fact that we could win World War Three, <laughs> and you would say that we would lose to who? Uh, we're going to get into that in just a little okay. bit. Yeah, we're going to cover. We're going to do that one now. The whole title, the only title I put up for this episode is WW3 with a question mark. So if that tells you the mindset of where I'm going tonight, um, and, and I'm really hoping that we get we get uh, Ron in here soon. Uh, we, uh, because Ron is a prepper, and unfortunately, we had Ron all scheduled to go, and uh, he got banned by Podbean. So, for, for for talking about whatever, I mean, he goes on several podcasts. So, we don't know what it was. We're going to definitely ask him because I'm curious to know. But we are going to have him on at some point because he's a big time prepper. There it went again. What is that? What could this be coming from? I don't know. I'm looking. I Ron? don't have any. I don't have anything open. Ron, when you come on, please, uh, please make sure you don't get us banned. <laughs> yeah, we That's really, we really like this show. We don't want to yeah. get banned. So please don't get us banned. <laughs> so anyway, um, where were we? What do we get off on? You were, you were getting ready to tell us about how we're. Getting ready to enter World War Three, thanks well, to Mitch McConnell. Were right? you done with your topic? That was the question. That, that wasn't even really a topic. It's just a couple of people who've announced that they are going to run. So, yeah, that totally done. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't want to be stepping on your toes. Or no, no. Okay. Moments. So, talking about people that are probably done, there is impeachment calls now, not for the president, thank goodness. But for who? Pete Buttigieg. And quite frankly, the man still hasn't been ma made his way to New pa East Palestine in Ohio. Still. 
His excuse? Well, we have a thousand train derailments every year. This isn't no big deal. No, I don't think he's once said it's not a big deal. No, but he if it was a big, you don't, you and I both agree. And I think you'll agree with this statement. You can say a lot by what you do or you don't do. You don't have to say it. By the fact he's not been there with his sleeves rolled up and a hard hat on and a mask shows it's not a big deal to him. Let me ask you this. Does the transportation secretary normally go to sites of transportation disasters? I think they should. It's no, under I'm their purview. I'm, I'm asking if I have that no is, idea. I don't care. So, so, what well, you should, because here's the point. If you have not previously criticized the ones who did not do this. Let's do Why this as a blanket criticism. Criti let me do it as a blanket uh, critique. I'm not trying of to defend the previous. I am saying this. I don't recall ever hearing of any transportation secretaries deciding to show up. It's usually the president, the governor, right? Those oh, are the ones that show up to do this. The president hasn't been there either. Hasn't no. even done a flyover, probably because he's going to get acid well, rain on his wings. When you're, talking about, when you're talking about a national disaster, how many people have died? 200 miles from Washington. How many have died? Literally could have done a loop around it on his way to Kiev in the Ukraine. How many people have died in I this have, disaster? Like three, three people, I think. My point is, you know, do president, I don't know if people normally, do I think this is a big deal? I think it's a huge deal. If it appears that there's a great possibility, what the? It appears that there's a great possibility that there is a government cover-up. If that is the case, this is a huge deal. Now, you don't need a ton of... You have a very confused look in your face. I'm just wondering where all these random sounds are coming from, bluntly. But go ahead. I thought we established that. Oh, yeah, it's the government. The government and our Ron. They think maybe Ron is coming on, so the FBI's... What was that? I don't know. Dude, your house is on. <laughs> we may have to leave. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know if it's a big deal or not. I think that the oh, it's optics are... Oh, I, 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 I misspoke. I, I don't know that it's a big deal that he hasn't been there yet, but the optics on it are terrible. So let me go ahead... And for all the previous transportation directors who didn't go to issues like this, shame on them too. These people, their whole lives are altered from, for, from now on, period. There's, there's really... Hopefully you, not from now on. How do you figure? The EPA, let me show it right here. Announcement today that the EPA has taken control of the Ohio train derailment response. This is the same EPA that the day after said, you guys can come home. It's all good. And we've tested the air. It's wonderful. People can take literally sticks or rocks and throw into the creeks and it brings up an oily sheen. You even said last week that we were they were going to test the water and that if it was no, flowing no, into the Ohio. They were saying they were. And apparently they didn't. Because here's what here's where I can get and support that. If the water was completely safe for the people in East Palestine, Ohio to drink and to bathe in and to take care of, why is it that everybody downriver has shut off the pumps to the Ohio River because of it? Out of due precaution. 
Not because they tested anything. I get that. But out of precaution. But yet the EPA is saying that it's fine to go home and continue your life normally. There's some real big discrepancies there. And if I live in East Palestine, I'm really concerned about the health in my future and way, my family's future. The total deaths is zero. Oh, okay. No one has died. Okay. I'm not, I'm not I don't think that makes it any less a catastrophe. Well, honestly. Compared to one where 15, 20 died? Yeah, it's much less the, fatalities. Where is all of the people who are climate change activists? Where are all the environmentalist tree huggers? You know, the people you hang out with most of the time. Why are they not up there picketing Norfolk Southern? Why is this just being pushed out of the news cycle? It drives me insane. I don't think it is. Every day I see more and more coverage of it. It's yeah, the exact it's opposite of being driven out of the But the it's being media driven coverage. through grassroots people like you and I doing this show and people that are doing opinion pieces. Well, the mainstream media want to push this as far away the main, as they can. This is in every mainstream media because, in the United States of America. Because it has to be. But a minute ago, you're saying that the mainstream media won't cover it, isn't covering hey, it. Hey, Lauren yet they Shelton, are. welcome to Newsroom. I'm not saying they've given it the coverage they should. I am saying that you, every single one, you, you cannot find ABC, NBC, MSNBC, I, I CBS, see, Fox. Everyone is covering this issue. I did see, and I am very proud. You won't hear this out of my mouth often. I am very proud that CNN was the lead one with the creek throwing the rocks in the creek and seeing all the oily that. sheen. That was CNN. And the ripples. Kudos yes, to that them. was CNN. I saw that. And and that is good stuff because without that kind of reporting, people tend to move on with their lives. These people in this small town of less than five thousand people, small area, their lives. And and I hope I'm wrong. But their lives are forever altered from this. I, I just well, these type I think chemicals. You're going, if you look at, I think the, you're being overly dramatic when you're saying forever altered. I'm not. The EPA is still saying that they <laughs> have monitored hundreds of homes, uh, that they have measured air quality, that they have measured water quality, and they have yet to find anything that they believe is dangerous. Now, unless you are insinuating that the EPA is involved in a massive cover up then we are saying that within less than a month after it happened, that things aren't that bad. Meaning they have yet to find anywhere where the air or water is at dangerous levels. Again, assuming that the EPA is the doing what they've said, that is what they said they've reported. Now, the if that's the case, then how do you jump from that to these people's lives are forever altered? The lead EPA person on the scene, and I forget the woman's name, was on air, and the reporter specifically asked, would you drink the water? Yes. Okay. Well, what's in the creek killing all the fish? Well, we don't know. Would you go play in the creek? I would not recommend going into the creek. That's a problem if, regardless of what she says has been tested, Okay, the tested, they've tested the Not drinking water that's within the chemicals. My point is from the local, the state, and the federal. Have you heard of anyone who has found dangerous levels in the water or the air? Uh, the fish that are lining the shores no, dead. No, 
that happened very early on that it, you said <laughs> you said it in a present tense. That is not presently happening. I'm saying I wouldn't go up there and go swimming in the creek. Nice dodge. Uh, so I take that means you don't want to answer the question. Have you heard of anyone local, state, or federal who has tested water or air that has come up with levels that are dangerous? This week, the city of Maysville, the city of Cincinnati, the city of Louisville have all shut off their water pools from the Ohio. Yeah. Did they announce that they had had tested and found results that were Those are good precautionary measures. The city of East Palestine can't do that. Okay. Just say it. We'll, we'll take silence for consent that you have not found or not heard of any dangerous I'm just saying, levels. Would you go up there and drink the water? Of course not. Just Thank in you. case. I'm just saying. You know what else? I wouldn't let my grandchildren go up there and drink. Just in case. You know what? Are you kidding me? What is that? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I have a few screens open, but I don't have anything open with video. <laughs> I don't get it. Something about prolific. I don't even know what prolific I don't even have is. The, uh, Windows open. Well, I've got three. What is prolific? I'm going to go ahead and type in what the heck is prolific. Oh, geez. I'm not disputing that it's a dangerous situation. I think it's scary. You've got uh, some of the chemicals. What was that one? Vinyl chloride or something? Yeah. They were afraid that it was going to explode. So they drained, I don't know, 20% of the tank and burn it in a ditch. That's scary stuff. I'm not saying it's safe. I'm just saying that, do we trust the EPA at all? Do we trust the local, state, and federal people who are all there testing? Do we trust them? Do, are you asking me if I trust, and I'm specifically talking about our federal well, government. He, no, no, no. In Here's what I'm saying. Do we, do we think that zero. all of these, local, state, and federal, is are all involved in a cover-up? I don't know that they're involved in a cover-up. I think that they're involved in trying to get things back to normal as fast as they can. But why would they do that? If it's harming the local people, why would the local... Why is FEMA there? FEMA's not even there. Refuse to go. Has the governor declared to stop? Has the governor requested, which is required, that the president the governor, declare the governor uh, local requested, emergency. and Joe Biden refused because there's a specific there is a specific uh, chain of events that if he agrees, that could potentially get Norfolk Southern off the hook for any reparations. And when I did think, that happen? Huh? I heard he hadn't requested it. When did that happen? Uh, it was late this week. I just read it. So, anyway, that's all I got on that. I just really feel my heart goes out for these people. Not enough being yep, done. I would absolutely agree with that. And and I just, uh, it feels like everyone is doing their absolute best. And by everyone, I mean our government and our local politicians. And everyone up there is just trying to make this go away. In fact, in an interview uh, with one of the locals up there within two days um, of this event, she heard a train. They already had the trains going again. And she felt like it, her quote was, it was like a kick to the gut that that's all they were looking at is to get the trains back moving again. Can't, can't argue that. So. Well, if there are problems, and I think there's obviously some, no matter what. Anybody tries to say, I hope that those 
get remediated as quickly as possible for the Absolutely. lives of the local. I just wish we population. had a little, you know, we were, we, I, I just don't understand why we haven't had any federal people of authority to go and try to, you know, words are hard comfort for things like that. But just to say, hey, we're with you. We're going we're gonna to help you get your life back together or whatever we can do. Well, I think they're saying that. They're I've not heard. showing it. There's a difference between saying, I consider and say, Jerry, I really like you. But what is it you want them to do to show it? I, how about show up for one? That'd be nice. The EPA has been there since day one. Uh, the EPA isn't, you know, if, let me ask you, if the EPA in charge of this area right here walked up, knocked on my front door, would you know who that is? No, probably not. What does that got to do with whether or not they're there? Because sometimes you need to see the head of whatever organization is there. You need to see them. You need that brings head of the EPA has not been there. The president hasn't even done a flyover 200 miles from Washington. Literally could have done a little loop and it wouldn't have cost them that much fuel to go right over and fly right up to Kiev because sure as shit, we got to be over there with our nose square up Zelensky's butt. We can't take care of our own people. It's really? just really bad. Yeah, really. Seriously. Seriously. We're talking about zero fatalities. I'm but you're going to criticize the president 4, for not showing lives. Up. Let me ask you this. Affected. When Donald Trump was president, did he show what? how many lives had to be lost before he showed up? I don't know. I'm not talking about that. The but Donald you never Trump criticized him. He's not the president. You we, never criticized him once. Do we during what? Give me an example. Of every <laughs> single instance when someone died, and in this case, no one has. But my point is this you seem to be criticizing him for not showing up not just because him. of a disaster when no one died. And I'm thinking, what is your rule when is it he needs I to show up i don't have a rule and I, this has nothing to do with donald trump i don't know if Don, this donald trump was president right now and he hadn't even done a flyover of this area i'd be criticizing him identically to no, joe you biden wouldn't. you really wouldn't you've lost your mind i've been around you too many years and heard the things that you criticize and it's not a republican president for not showing up to an accident when no one died you what? have never in my entire life heard you criticize oh, a Republican president. Goodness. You didn't criticize Donald Trump for relaxing the legislation that in all likelihood caused this to happen. Yes, I did. No, Two I episodes did. I did. And I agreed with you. Once you heard it, at first you were saying that it was Biden's fault. And I said, wait a minute, Biden didn't do anything. His administration didn't do anything. Donald Trump is the one that according to every right. official that I've heard about. I agreed about, and I agreed with you. After I brought it up. Okay, I don't understand the problem. The problem is you don't criticize Republicans for That's this. That's not true at okay. all. Okay. Not at all. Okay. Tell me <laughs> once when you did. Huh? Tell me once when you criticized a Republican governor, mayor, or president for anything similar. I don't know that there's ever been anything similar an that I accident can think of. When no one died. This is just isn't an accident. This isn't two cars that had an accident out on Main Street. Okay, let's say up to 20 people. This could potentially affect the children and grandchildren. I, I don't understand how this is just an accident. It is an accident. This is an We're environmental no just disaster. An There's a huge difference between a little accident and an environmental disaster. It's an environmental disaster based on what? What test says it's a disaster? Show me one. 
local, state, or federal. One, one. Show me one test. I will get that information to you. I mean, you just can't. How how do you how how is it not a disaster when the types of chemicals in the amount of chemicals has been spilled into the ground and burned into the air that was carried on this train? How is that not considered an is that? Well, you're talking about a couple of different things. It was carried on the train, or that was spilled. There was a voluntary. Sp- deliberate spill because there was a fear of an explosion. Yeah, they dug a trench, threw it in the dirt, and lit it on fire. And burn it off. Yeah. Roughly 20% of five cars, yeah. if I'm correct. Is that 30,000 right? gallons per car. So 5% of that times five, I don't know math. Well, 20, 20% of five cars would be 100% of one. So I, my point is this. If there is a cover-up, this is horrible. If it's not a cover-up, at this point, we have local, state, and federal officials saying they have detected no dangerous level in the water or the air. Okay. If that's the case, how are we calling this a major disaster? Here's what I think is going to happen. I think in 15 years, you're going to see these type commercials on Maybe. TV. If you lived in East Palestine during this, call me and I'll represent you in this court action. Oh, I think you're going to see that no matter what. Yeah, I, I just... You, know, we, you, you may be right. I'm just simply saying I haven't saw the evidence. And I can't believe, I under, I'm like you, I don't trust the federal government. If they're involved little. in the cover-up, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be extremely surprised to hear that the local, state, and federal are all complicit in a cover-up. Would you not be surprised to hear that? I would be surprised, but it's Studies really... Available on I don't even know where that's coming from. Prolific, by the way, is um, I looked I've it heard up. Of it. It's it's like M Turkey, except it's on, a different version. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why that's popping up on our uh, our podcast the way it is. I don't have Jack open. Yeah, weird. I don't know. I have the Cato Institute Run. open. <laughs> wow, Steve, you could very well be right. All I'm saying is, if you are it probably means there is a huge-ass cover-up, in which case people need to go to prison. Yeah. End of story. I just, when it comes to the money and politicians, that's always a problem for me. This train's owned by Warren Buffett. Some of the biggest investors in Norfolk Southern are BlackRock. And these are by no means Democrat. They're both Democrat and Republican. BlackRock, um, J.P. Morgan, it, the list goes on and it's on and on. It's huge money. And that's where my concern is. Against the little guy. Huge it, money against the little guy. Exactly. You know, do we have do we have another Aaron Brockovich deal here? And that's the concern, the long-time concern. You know, that's, I, that's I read what an I'm article today at. that the EPA was threatening to, uh, if Norfolk Southern didn't comply and didn't do everything they'd promised, that they were going to start fining them. Did you see this? $70,000 a day. How much? $70,000 a day. Which is a drop in the bucket. The article went on to say Norfolk Southern's profits last year, if I remember, was $58 billion. It said, so real quickly, you realize that $70,000 is not much of a deterrent. Sounds like a lot of money per day. It's not. It will not deter a company. And they were saying, we're not saying that they're trying, but if they were, $70,000 sounds like a lot of money to you and I. It's not not jacked to these guys. No, and 
It's yeah. been proven that this particular train that derailed already had brake issues in addition to the, the regulations being relaxed during the Trump administration. So there was a whole lot of wrong here. I still say that if this does turn out to be a cover up, I absolutely believe that everyone involved should go to prison. I, you I do not agree. mess with people's lives in instances like this, because you're right. You're talking about, uh, in, in many cases, you know, people's children, their grandchildren. And uh, you can only imagine that if this is a big cover up and it truly is an ecological disaster, the effects that it's going to have on those kids, their kids, their grandkids. Yeah. You woke up and chose violence today, didn't you, Jerry? No. I just, sometimes, I mean, you're going off on all these, and I'm no, thinking, no. where's the evidence for it? <laughs> See, it's it's not off, it's in. Not off, in. You go off on some tangent. I'm, I'm taking you in the rabbit hole, Jerry. No. <laughs> I, I refuse to go. in the rabbit hole. Yeah, you try. <laughs> you try. So what, what do you got? You got another topic for us or do we go straight into, uh, I got one more before I go into war. So I've got one. Uh, anyway, before we go, sure. I absolutely, I know this is getting coverage. I absolutely give it more coverage oh, absolutely. Up because I do not want this to vanish because if it does, North, North, Norfolk Southern wins. I, I think it cannot vanish until we prove beyond any doubt that the area is safe. Yeah. That Norfolk Southern has done whatever it takes to remediate the situation that is 100% safe. And uh, it, it's going to be a costly venture for them. And I'm sure several government agencies will be required to hold their feet to the fire. It, you know, we have the biggest rail, one of the biggest uh, rail recovery teams here in Kentucky. It's based here. It's based actually in Nicholasville, R.J. Corman. Okay. They've made billions at this point. That's when when the trains go off the rails. These are the people they call to put them back on the rails. I didn't know Corman did that at all. Oh yeah, that's what they're. That's what they do. It's how they make their money, and I, it blows me away that we have a thousand of those derailments every year. It just blows me away. <laughs> but anyway. But- some of those are when one wheel, one axle went off. That's a big deal, though. Well, it can be. But yeah. the point is, a car does not need to leave the rail or even come close right. for it to be considered Still, a derailment. That's a big deal. It's scary. <laughs> but, you know, when you stop and think, how many miles of railroad track do we have? Oh, millions. What efforts are required to keep them safe? So I'm sure, you know, a thousand is a thousand too many. But uh, anyway, I do have a topic, and it is courtesy of you. You're the one that first started talking about this to me a few weeks ago, and it's the Nord Stream bombing, the Nord Stream pipelines. Uh, In September of last year, the Nord Stream pipelines, which runs through the Baltic Sea from Russia down to uh, Poland to Germany, were bombed. And at first you heard that uh, that Moscow was probably the saboteur. They were probably the one that was guilty of it. And at that point, they it, it kind of made sense. Because at that point, they had already begun amassing a ton of troops on the border. A lot of people were saying that they uh, 
that the, I'm sorry, this was months after the invasion of Ukraine. And a lot of people thought that it was simply because that the supply, the, the sale of their gas had already been prohibited and Nord Stream 1 had already been shut down to Europe. Uh, Nord Stream 2 had never went online. It was getting close to going online. And a lot of people thought that it was just Russia trying to make a point. At the same time, you heard that that Russia was blaming Great Britain. Great Britain was one of the early people who criticized Russia heavily. So, you know, it was just a lot of finger pointing early on. Well, all that changed a couple of weeks ago. On February the 8th, a famous publisher, a famous writer in the United States, Seymour Hersh, released a report, and he's claiming that the CIA did it, that it was a covert operation, and that they blew up Nord Stream. For those that that may not be familiar, Seymour Hersh became famous back during Watergate, and he actually won a Pulitzer Prize. Very famous guy back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, He still has written quite a bit of information in the last 20 years. Unfortunately, in the last 10 or 15 years, a lot of it has become very suspect. But anyway, on February the 8th, he came out with a report, and he claimed that the CIA had bombed the Nord Stream. He has a single anonymous source. He claims it is a source with direct knowledge, but he's never said who this is. And uh, yeah, he claims that we, during the cover of a NATO exercise known as Baltops 22, that we went in and planted the C4 explosives. He claims that three months later that we flew a plane over, that we dropped a buoy, a sonar buoy that activated and blew up the pipeline. So just more of a question. What, what do you think? Do you think this guy's right? Do you think he's brought to light another United States government cover-up? Do you think we're the ones that blew up Nord Stream pipelines? I would really like to agree with this guy. I would not like to agree with him. Um, Pretty much, the government says it's complete fiction, uh, which is exactly what the government should say. That's what anyone would because, say during the cover-up, right? Because this, if this is actual, and I kind of understand why people get this impression. Joe Biden said that if Russia invades Ukraine, we'll stop. We'll Nord make Stream. it happen. It's gone. We'll it's done. Nord Stream. Um, so it's a little out. foreshadowing there. But wouldn't that be stupid to? You would think. But it's the same thing that, you know, it, it, let's just, let's brass tax it. If we did that, that's an act of war. Period. <laughs> even, if, would say it that way. Yes. even if we did it with Germany, and that, that's kind of the thought process, too, is that Germany knew we were going to do it. Yeah. And, but that's could be considered an act of war against Germany, too, because it's their people that are the ones that are going to be cold in the winter. Um, Although they they weren't cold, right? Because guess where they bought their natural gas <laughs> from us? Another pointer that says, "Hey, that makes good sense that the United States did that." Um, but I don't think they got a significant portion from us, did they? I don't think so. I think it came around the other way. But I would like to I would like to hope that this guy is wrong. I would like to hope that the people that lead our country are smarter than to do aggressive natural acts of war against other countries you gotta admit we've been doing crap like that for a long time we absolutely have um we absolutely have 
Um, you know, there are many instances where we've not even had to have a conflict. How many uh, African countries did we go in and create regime change just because we didn't like the person? <laughs> yep. Or, you know, as most rabbit hole people say, we went in to create regime change because they wanted to get off the petrol dollar. <laughs> That's a very legitimate kind of argument there. But in this particular case, I feel like our hands aren't entirely clean, honestly. The problem is this Hirsch guy. He's is, crazy. He's a yeah, whack. He's, and I don't know if he's like Sleepy Joe. I don't know if it's dementia. <laughs> but he used to be a really good journalist, Pulitzer Prize winning guy. Um, there's something he claims in this article. Jen's, studies available on Prolific. Well, <laughs> there you go. Stolenberg, who is the former prime minister of Norway and is now the supreme commander of NATO. Uh, in his article, he claims that he has been cooperating with the American intelligence community since the Vietnam War ended. The only problem is that Stolenberg was 16 years old when the <laughs> Vietnam War ended. So I'm not for sure exactly how many 16-year-old Norwegian kids that American intelligence began working with, <laughs> but uh, th th there's some things that, another example, Seymour Hersh attracted more controversy in May of 2015 with an article claiming that the U.S. and Pakistani government lied about many of the details of the 2011 commando raid that killed Osama bin Laden. He claimed that Pakistan, that Pakistan had been holding bin Laden prisoner, that they knew about the raid and held bin Laden for us to go in and kill. Huh. I, it's things like that, you know, in the last few years, this guy's reported some crazy stuff. So I'm kind of like you. There's a lot of this report that makes me think, you know what? I could see this happening. There's a lot that doesn't pass the smell test. So yeah. I don't know. It's... I yeah. It wouldn't surprise me either way. Okay. So we're at 55 minutes, Jay, and already, right? So here's what we're going to do. I got one more topic I want to get to. Okay. And if it's okay with you, next, we'll pick it up. We'll, yeah. Next week, we're going to pick Absolutely. up the rest of That's this. too big to try to cover. Quickly. Yeah, it really is. And, and I feel really bad about that because there's a lot of information that's happened this week. That really, I've been drunk beating the drum for a while, for a long time. That World War III is right on the cusp, and we just keep trudging toward it. And there's a lot that's happened this week that's pointed that way. But we're going to hold on to that till next week because, like you say, we, if we get into it, we're going to be here for two more hours. Don't want to do that. But I will bring up another thing that Biden did this this week. What's that? Biden. Um, let me let me let me do this real quick. So President Biden announced that every major department agency must establish an agency equity team and that those teams are all going to report and submit plans um, to the White House Steering Committee. And guess who that's ran by? No idea. Our good buddy, Susan Rice, of former Obama uh, fans, if that's what you want to call it. This lady is a devout um, 
you know, I'm not opposed to telling, making it known that I believe she's a racist. I'm sorry. Um, many of the things that she has said in the past, many of the things that she's tried to do in the past, all point to that. And, and in a nutshell, the reason for doing this is because the president and and the this is one of those things that I absolutely um, believe his heart is in the right place. Wants a more diverse government. Wants people to be represented by people from who they rec- you know of of the color of, of their skin and all of that. And I get that. Okay, I'm not I'm not knocking that. But it's the way that you implement that that becomes you, a problem. Absolutely. Um, and I'll just read. Now, this is actually an article, Jerry, from the National Review, um, which is kind of a right leaning. So it's got a little bit of a right lean to it. Um, but I want to read this this part of it because it's important. Um, and it it really bothers me that in today in night in in twenty twenty three we're not giving people jobs and promoting people based on how they perform, how much they're educated in whatever field that it is, and how we're not just able to give the right person the job, not based. I mean, isn't there, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't there laws against, I guess there's not because of, you know, Hiring the most competent person? Right. No, there's not laws against that. There should be. Um, no, no. I mean, first of all, let me just, and I'll, I'll speak to some from something I know. It's called the White House Steering Committee. Mm-hmm. Steering is something that in my business is highly illegal. And what it is in my business in real estate is if you're an Asian couple and you come to me and want to look at some houses, but I don't show you the houses in the white neighborhood. I only show you houses in the Asian neighborhood. That's steering. Mm-hmm. And I'm not allowed to do that. Yep. First of all, I wouldn't do that. I'm not that kind of person. But And the fact that they have to put laws on the books to make that not happen is really makes me very sad. But isn't that what this is? This is affirmative action for our government? Well, Am I wrong there? Didn't you mention the word equity earlier as well? Yes. Isn't that part of the yes. the name? I'm looking up the direct quote here, but yes. The, the actual problem I have with it is the use of the word equity. Uh, if you want to call it equality, great. But equity, no. And here's the difference. The terms equity and equality sound similar. But here's the difference. Equality means that each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities. Fair enough, right? Right. That's the way it should be. Equity. Equity recognizes that each person has different circumstances and allocates the exact resources and opportunities needed to reach an equal outcome. So in other words, it's looking and saying, okay, you've been disadvantaged, so we're going to give you more than everybody else. That's equity. Or even... Unfortunately, you know, that happens a lot in our, our school systems, you know, and, and the outcome of that isn't a better school system. It's a not as good school system because a lot of times they have to, they have to, 
make the school they 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 put it on the lowest common denominator, regardless of of what that looks like, um, and that's really not a good way of doing things because that's usually how it goes. Our whole government setup is based on the lowest common denominator, pretty much. And this is another example of doing wrong, as Biden and this is straight from the report. It's called. Um, as Biden says at the beginning of the order, his administration has sought to transform the federal government with prior executive orders and has embedded a focus on equity to the fabric of the fe of federal policymaking and service delivery. Exactly what you were saying. His policy is to, and I quote, to advance an ambitious whole of government approach to racial equity and support underserved communities and continuously embed equity into our aspects of federal decision making. Basically, exactly what you say. Yep. And, and you know, that's not how you make things equity, better. equity, not equality. That's not how you make things right. better. And it to, to put Susan Rice, who is a champion of, of Barack Obama, who if you even wanted a shot at making this to be able money to be put toward this, why in the world you'd pick Susan Rice? I have no idea. There's not a Republican this side of Shanola that likes Susan Rice. So I, I don't know. I I just feel like, and, and you're right. You took the you, you stole my thunder a Sorry. little bit. No, no, Sorry, that's okay because we were going to cover the exact same things. You know, if you want to make things equal, I'm all for equality. You know, if you're the right person for this job, not yeah, based on your skin or your your sexual orientation or what you prefer to eat at dinner or whatever the case may be, I'm all for that. If you're the best person for this job, I'm for you. But just to put people into a position to make the numbers balance, I mean... <laughs> That's that's poor. That's piss poor management. You and I would never do that in a in a retail environment. It wouldn't pass in the it would professional world. Absolutely, it would business world. And, and if it did, then the businesses would would go under. You know, you don't put people into a position that they're not prepared to do and expect them to be successful. It's kind of throws me right back to Pete Buttigieg in the transportation direction. How is he supposed to be successful? In a national transportation, he has no transportation experience whatsoever. So how's he possibly going to? You put him there because he's a gay man, because he bowed out and supported you in the presidential election. They bought his votes. You, they bought your votes for the people's. And he's completely him. unqualified for the position. So there's a good example of equity. Congratulations! <laughs> and now you're going to dictate this to every single agency major agency and, and department in the U.S. government. This is one of those, unfortunately, one of those exec, executive orders that will be repealed immediately. So it's going to cause a whole lot of paperwork now. It's going to get started. And then when the next president's elected, it's going to get repealed. And all that paperwork and all that stuff is going to be for naught in a big waste as we go back to the way it was before. That's just kind of where I was getting at. I totally agree. <laughs> It's interesting to note that at whitehouse.gov, the web page that covers this, so it's his administration, the way they wrote it, 
In section two, they try to make it make sense. And here's the first part of section two. For purposes of this order, the term equity means, and they try to define equity, but they don't define equity. They define equality. It says the term equity means the consistent, systematic, fair, just, and impartial treatment of all individuals, including individuals who belong to underserved communities that have been denied such treatment, such as Black, Latino, Indigenous, and Native American persons, Asian American, on and on and on. So he tries to make it make sense by redefining the word equity and gives the definition of equality, but it's still equity that the act is trying to push. Yeah. Hey, Jerry. Yes. Do we have time for one more? Go for it. One quick one. Sure. And it's kind of an important thing, or I wouldn't bring it up real quick. Did you know that over half of Oregon's counties have voted to succeed and become part of Idaho? I knew that several, not half. <laughs> it's it's almost half of the population. It's like 13 okay. or 20, 13 to 21 counties. 13 at last. And it's but the they ones had over on the eastern on the side eastern next side. to Idaho. Um, and the reason before that is, you know, they all voted overwhelmingly red. They're in rural areas of Oregon. Because because they they simply have no representation yep. because Portland and the other big city, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, always vote blue. That's how they run the state. So the farmers and the people that are very rural, like yes. you say, have no say-so. <laughs> um, so I thought that was a neat, and the government of Idaho, the the the, the state legislature has it's said voted to. hey come on over but have you read into it more it's probably not going to happen because according to the Oregon constitution of the state well it's not just the local current politicians according to the way the constitution is set up it's not very easy to no no it's very difficult sure yeah if it does happen idaho becomes the fifth largest state i'll be darned as far as land mass <laughs> as far as land mass yeah, yeah. I start saying I don't think it would drastically change their population because these are small. Right now, every counties. county, the minimum, every county that has voted for this, the minimum vote for the succession moving into Idaho was over sixty percent. <laughs> so it's something they yeah. really, really want. Well, I mean, it's you, you. You pick one of the most liberal states, but you could find this in many, many oh, states. Oh, sure. California, Washington, everybody on the West Coast. Even in conservative Kentucky, the majority of our liberals are where? Kentucky, or Lexington and Louisville. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But as the Some cities... Some Bowling Green as it grows, but yeah, yes. As cities get larger and larger, the percentage of the population that are in the urban areas continues to grow, which mm-hmm. doesn't look well for Republicans going down the road because our population in the United States as a whole continues to be more and more urbanized yeah. and urban areas tend to be more and more liberal. So we'll have to figure out what to do about that somewhere along the line. But yeah. yeah that, I, that's, they, just, they've been pushing that for several years, by the way. Yeah. I just think that that is, that's going to get thumbs up. I hope we continue to cover that because I feel like that's something, the more political and the more pressure it gets and the more coverage it gets, the more likely that'll happen. <laughs> what about the Nord Stream? Pipelines. I think we should absolutely keep covering it until we know who did it. I agree. Bluntly. Even if it's us. Even if, if it's it is us, us. You know, 
it'll certainly lead right into where you your big topic that we'll cover next week, which is right out of the gate possibility of World, World War, War III. III. Absolutely, this would certainly help get us there. Yeah, it, it certainly would. Uh, and remind me to cover it next week. It's not just Democrats that I'm going to be talking about. It's going to be Democrats, Republicans. Hey, before we get out of here, let's listen to Ed Locke. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. NMLS ID 448-908, Fast Acquisition, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. Yeah, so thank you, Ed, for that. And uh, I can't, I can't wait till next week. I think that next week is going to maybe be even a one topicer. Probably <laughs> is that a word? A one topicer? <laughs> it is now. It is now. Absolutely. Well, we'd be like George W. Bush. We will make our own words. Hey, that's all right. It worked for him. He was president. Absolutely. So. But anyway, guys, appreciate you being here as always. And if you can't see the light, be the light.